this UCLA and USC join the Big Ten edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet fifty dollars to win bet and get two hundred dollars in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over under game. Just head to sleeper.com/sgp on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. That's sleeper.com/sgp. And make sure to check out our relaunched merch store, where you can get all your favorite SGPN gear. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. This is Randy Cross. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. The sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Mm, just the two of us over here, lonely, sad about the future of college football. Bring him on. It, it's rest in peace. Joining us to discuss the state of college football, Colby Dan, aka the Dan to base. What's happening, Colby? It's all about the goddamn money, all right? To quote the great <laughs> Nick Nolte and Blue Chips. He's so he's so angry. That you was know? not the the level you brought me on the check. <laughs> Ryan, it was it was pretty great when I so obviously <laughs> we're breaking down the news. USC, UCLA joining. Right now it's just uh football and basketball, supposedly, but uh they're expecting all sports. Uh, with the noted exception of uh, beach volleyball, as NC Nick pointed out on Twitter, uh, RIP beach volleyball. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do, but um, Colby, uh, Colby was saying, yeah, someone's saying that uh, Big Ten championship game is gonna be happening at SoFi in Los Angeles, and I go, oh, that sounds awesome. And Colby looked at me <laughs> as if I threw his mom down a flight of stairs. <laughs> Just the disdain on in his eyes. Very, uh, very angry. Colby, before we get your reaction, shout out to WinBet, where you can bet big, win bigger NFL, college football, uh, WNBA, whatever, MLB, whatever you're getting into this summer, you get into it over at WinBet. For every $500 bet, you get an automatic entry between now and the end of July for their ultimate fantasy football experience, including two nights stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. So much to choose from. Download that WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. What was your initial reaction, Colby, when you saw the news? Uh, I mean, I just thought. I, I, Texas, fuck Texas, because wow, Texas really? is Texas is the catalyst of all of this. All this conference of re, uh, realignment was started with the Texas Longhorns and their and their little fucking network a long time ago, <laughs> and uh, and and yeah, once again you see 
tradition sacrifice. You know, it, we lose tradition, and and now I mean that that UCLA Rutgers rivalry is really going to heat up, Sean. Uh, it, it's <laughs> it's it's just a classic example of money ruining everything that's good, and and uh, this this is a I, I don't think college football got better by this move. Wow. Well, I, I mean, as a define better. As a TMZ fan, as a sharp handicapper, uh, I I I'm looking forward to USC, Penn State, UCLA, uh, Ohio State. Like, I I think from a purely, I understand if you like traditions and the rivalries and things that date back a hundred years, but game wise, I think we're gonna UCLA, USC going up against these bigger name programs in the Big Ten. I think we'll make for exciting football. Maintaining games. the popularity of the sport has nothing to do with tradition. Yeah. That's the rear view mirror. I would disagree because if, Forward, you, if, if you've seen Nick Saban calling out and you've seen all these people saying college football attendances are at record lows, it's because they chase the dollar. They did not chase the what the fan gets excited for. The fan gets excited to see West Virginia, Virginia Tech. Or Pittsburgh, West Virginia, or or uh, Colorado, Nebraska, or Nebraska, Oklahoma. They do not get excited for Rutgers and UCLA. I, well, here's where I'll disagree with you. They get they get excited for a, a matchup that happens frequently when both teams are good. Most good rivalries are are born out of two two good teams battling at a high frequency. So. I would argue that whatever happens, however things shake out, I have a feeling they'll be able to materialize. Maybe it's like a three, five, five type schedule model over a bigger league size that allows you to, to recreate, you know, high frequency matchups where you're playing every year and, and, and or playing more teams more frequently, which is what they're trying to do, right? They want more teams going to more places to allow for better recruiting to say, Hey, we're going to have a road game here. We're going to have access to the state. We're going to do that. We're going to do to say it sucks because tradition is gone is cool, but this gets us closer to a real playoff. That makes sense. That makes more money. Because right now they're they're, they're that doesn't captive. mean that's not why we are college football fans, man. You guys are more, you know. I get it, you're college football fans. No, but, but you the want to play college football. I, I want it at its stake now. I don't want it with what it's going to be in the future. But you have there's concession. There's always compromise and change. And I'm not willing to make that compromise. There's a reason why <laughs> I still love college football the way it was when I first started watching it. So would you rather have no playoff, single champ, like not even, like? Just how it used to be twenty years ago, or how it's gonna be in oh, twenty I think years? Probably where we twenty have, years ago, okay. for sure. The rivalries I, are. I don't know why it. I asked the question. Yeah. <laughs> what? So you're asking Colby if he likes something better in the past <laughs> or how it's currently? Well, hold I, on. Well, honestly, uh, let me, uh, no, I, I asked show, future, future. Tell me one rivalry. Tell me one. Uh, list any of these years that we've expanded and got. You know, the Big East moved to the ACC. Tell me one thing that's benefited. From it, from a, from a, oh, we thought, oh, it's going to be so great. Miami and Florida State are are, are going to be, you know, they're both going to be in the ACC. Uh, you know, we got Virginia Tech and Syracuse. They're going to be in the ACC. Oh, uh, Missouri and A and M. They they're going to be in the SEC. Wh- where have they ever like? What? Wh- show me the wins. Show me the track history of this being a good a good thing for the sport. Well, I th- I think the you know easy place to start is let's let's just look at the. The small conferences. Look at all the access these small conferences have to TV now. That didn't happen before. Maction. That this was an idea 
Hey, we're small. We have to do something to compete. We have to fill a crack somewhere. This is how business work. This is how this is when you hear things like disruption, right? You need to disrupt a market to, to gain that market share you're looking for. And, and maybe if, if college football conferences treated their product more like a business, and I know you don't like this answer Colby, but the evolution that you're looking for to an absolute pure, like playoff is probably never going to get there. Is but, the FCS, but are, are we closer <laughs> to a place where we just have a couple more levels that have their own playoff? So more teams have access to playoff to championship hopes, even if it's at a different level, right? Even if there's a, a, a an unfair glass ceiling that doesn't allow a mid-major team to jump up, that's fine. What if we had a mid-major fucking playoff? That would be rad. We would watch yeah, it. I'd a watch college it. football fan would love that. Well, so, that's that's what so that's what we're I, hoping for. I hear for. you, yeah. but but I think you, your 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 rage has you too focused well, what, on what is the good? What is the good? I have yet to understand what the Ryan good from was just this is. Saying, I think the good is. You get closer, more this. premium football at the end of the year, more playoff premium football. What every other level of football does, which is settle things in a proper playoff, we are we are closer to that because the business model of these leagues will be to sell playoff fucking football, make money off of a playoff product, make money off of the best teams at each level playing off to see who the champion is. But if is. they only are playing each other, I I just think it's it's different. It's that different. Brings that brings new rivalry. That brings modern tradition. See, that that brings the NFL. And there's a reason why look, and oh, I'm not you, shitting the on the NFL. Are, the kids are being paid though. That, <laughs> no, I'm saying there's a reason why I fell in love with college football the first time I started watching football. Uh and and that is because the game was pure in my opinion, I get it. right? The, the tits are sagging a little further to and, the floor. And it's, and to me if you're going to make that another form of pro football and 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 not allow in certain institutions, I mean it, I I don't like it. I don't like what, what where this thing's going. We'll see. Hopefully, I'm what do, wrong. But what do you mean not allow certain institutions? I, like I worry, will Army even play these guys? Will certain things that are such a rich history with college if football? You are will a, they even be be allowed to play these guys? Because they're going to be I in their don't own. See how this yeah. impacts like Army Navy or Army everything. I mean, even like East Carolina stuff like that. I that is a great thing I think that they you have. Will, you will have the idea of new leagues and those leagues will be filled with members. Now membership will be, be bought in most cases by large conferences. But I think these conferences also have to be smart, whether it's finding teams to catch losses or fucking PR. How are you going to feel if, if you were in the premier league, would you not want air force army and, and fucking Navy there? If they wanted to be there. Okay. Okay. But we're doing a lot. Like, how would you feel if Virginia, there's a strong chance that Virginia tech could end up an independent. The ACC is probably going to be gone. The pack. No, I don't, be gone. I don't think Virginia tech will be independent. I think Virginia tech will find some other, I, I think ultimately we're going to get to four super conferences. If we're um, being honest, Virginia or, tech is spending enough money. This is a money conversation. And if Virginia Tech, a team willing to spend the same money as Clemson now with the new coaching staff, that tells me the athletic director understands what's going on and, and they're going to be a part of the future. But yeah, if they were a part of, say, the second tier, would I be bummed out? Yeah. W would it be the end of the world? No. Uh, it, it would be disappointing. But if they're now competing for championships, it's intriguing to the fan base, and I just like soccer. Is it though? I I don't know that it's intriguing to the fan base. I think the, the actual do FCS, the lateral. Do FCS fans root for their teams? Yes, but a lot of that once again is based off of rivalries that have been there a hundred years. 
but they still root for their team to win a championship. And I think you see FCS teams come up to the FBS all the time. And I well, think this new league or whatever we call this, the new new group of conferences, I think there will be some movement with teams because I think there will be teams that come up and I think there will be teams that go down. And, and it sound like everyone wants it to be this fixed, like super league of pro teams. The difference is they are universities and unless they completely break off and run a sports team as a like this pro entity, just associated to like the colors and name of a university. Uh, they're gonna break off from the NCAA. But the NCAA is a crooked piece of shit organization. Like I'm that's, not. I'm not defending that. Change for the sport. Well, no, it depends on what they they break off with. But the. But, I'm not just. If you just took like the top forty teams <laughs> in the nation and you threw them in there, then no, I don't think it got better. I, I would prefer it, it with the crooked NCAA. <laughs> Uh, yeah, unfortunately, like slave labor and, and and things like that will help with creating equality and making rivalries out of forcefulness. You you have to you have to do something. You have to do it. Now, if we can evolve by getting rid of the NCAA, figuring out a way to actually play playoffs, and the and the byproduct is we have two or three levels of FBS football. I, I don't see how that's a, a net negative change because. I would imagine in the future, like things are happening and being more progressive as we go. So I think teams will move. I think the idea of team movement will be a thing. I I think when you think of European soccer, you think of people that root for their club no matter what level. Well, Kobe, at the very least, this hurts uh, SEC, right, or puts them in a in a downgrade. Wouldn't you support that? It hurts. It hurts ESPN and their stranglehold. Oh, by the way, sure, but I, the I Big still Ten think... holds a winning record over the SEC over the last five years. I believe, Colby, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe if you filter out the SEC non-conference stuff, uh, the Big Ten actually holds a lead over the SEC. I'm not sure. Head. I'm not sure. I know, like the Pac-12. It's close. Uh, yeah, but but I'm gonna say they have. A, they I, have I, a I don't know. I just think it's weird because if the Pac-12, if the Pac-12, you know, the Pac-10 now, or whatever. If they end up merging with the Big Ten, or sorry, the Big Twelve teams, once again, if I I I think you you're gonna find less and less fans. I think if you're a fan of of Oregon State and your your new rival deemed by conference play is Kansas, who gives a fuck? I I think I think the sport get, got hurt today, and I think it's gonna continue to get hurt. And and I I don't know that that's a good thing long term. I don't know that fans will get excited. I think fan interest could go down. I mean, they said the same thing when when they changed the height of the mound. Uh, I mean, the, I think change is often uh, resisted, right? Like the okay. seat the seatbelt was going to completely change society and destroy. You, you know, I, a good example is the ACC because the ACC went out and grabbed Big East teams, and now you, they complain that hey, Syracuse fans they don't travel to Florida State, they don't travel to Miami, they don't travel. You know why? Because that's fucking far. Yeah. All right, and when that happens, it ruins it. It ruins what they had. They used to be able to just hop in the car and drive an hour and and go see Stanford Cal or whatever it is. But that's a metaphor for society. We are connected further <laughs> apart now. The internet has allowed us to change <laughs> the way we live. <laughs> Sorry, metaphor for society. I, I, I can't. We, I, I think can't we, wait for Virginia Tech's new rival to be New Mexico I'm State. I'm strangely crushing Colby at this college football. <laughs> all game. right, but let's let's be no. honest. Let's get serious. What am I gonna do with all that alliance gear that I purchased, <laughs> knowing that I was gonna be I was gonna be a fan of the conference? I'm yeah. an alliance. Hey, fan. The best was this is not a written contract; it's a gentleman's deal. <laughs> Back when they they made that thing, it's a handshake deal. Oh wow! I, I just how'd love, that work out for you, Clevis? I love the seriousness of it. Uh, we 
Colby uh, immediately threw on the fine bomb show, getting some great, <laughs> great callers on the fine bomb show. Always, always. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, but just like the tone that he like came back from commercial, it's like we continue uh, to discuss the like events of today. Happened. Yes, it was like very. It was a historic day. Six thirty, twenty twenty two. We all remember where funny. we were when the two uh, pillars, the two towers of the Pac twelve, came crumbling down into the Big Ten. It is funny because in that aspect, especially it's a brand new day and age for college football with the NIL and stuff. And with them claiming Rutgers right there, New York city t- uh, TV market, Chicago, and now LA, they do have a, a great blueprint going forward for being successful uh, and per- perhaps maybe much more successful than the sec. When you consider those TV markets and how much money you can pull in from those ratings. Uh, yeah. I mean, California, Again, it's it's an access to to markets from TV, but it's also you you rise the whole level of the conference. I mean, we we've discussed this before. The, the recruiting aspect of being able to say, "Hey, we we come to Florida, we come to California," and, and there's every- and there's a sneaky again. I I do see Colby's points. If they start destroying some of these conference rivalries, I think they will still figure out how to keep some of these rivalries intact because it's good for the money. Like Oregon state will always figure out a way to play Oregon. I think because it's in their both financial interests. Like maybe it's not uh, maybe it's technically an out of conference game, but I still think but you, that's what we thought 20 years ago when these things expanded and have we seen, I mean, I think we're getting pit West Virginia for the first time this year in like 14 years or 12 years, whatever it was we haven't, we, we this, these things don't have, we, we thought that before, and we haven't got a great sample size of that. Well now, now I think again, it's almost creating more freedom for these schools. So maybe we will, maybe we won't breaking news. John Lee, UCLA fan saying in the chat, UCLA Rutgers in Rose bowl tailgate. I'm there. <laughs> Sign me up for that. There's a lot of East coast transplants that I think will hey, go or just transplants in general hey. that will go to these. How many people have you met out here in LA Colby that are fans of big 10 football teams that, that would go true. to these games not at Rutgers, the Rose though. bowl. Yeah. Wouldn't no, it be, not it'd Rutgers, be like Wisconsin Rutgers or, is noted exception, yeah. but I, I, Iowa or something, yeah, yeah. even, even Northwestern Penn state, uh, Penn state USC. We going to see that every year. Yeah. I, Again, I I see Colby's concern as a longtime historic fan, but as a TMZ fan, to Kramer's point, if this gets us to a 16-team playoff, or if this gets us with playoff-like games at the end of the season, I'm 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 all for it. You know what? Also, I'm all for sleeper. That's right. We are waist deep in our sleeper fantasy draft for our dynasty team. Uh, dynasty teams, and you probably already have a league, uh, fantasy league on Sleeper. Download Sleeper on your mobile phone, and now start getting paid over on Sleeper. Not only through your fantasy league, whatever you guys work out on the side, but now you can play their over/under game, and they make it super easy. Start you off with a hundred percent deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars. Sleeper.com/sgp. Sleeper.com/sgp. Go there on your phone. Automatically match your first deposit up to one. Hundred dollars. You join our squad. You can copy our picks. We can copy yours. It is. Uh, it is a ton of fun. And it, people keep grinding out uh, MLB player props. I've uh, I've had a couple close calls on some big sleeper <laughs> caches. So stay tuned because I got one coming. If you uh, 
if you're uh, giving out a sweet uh, player prop parlay in the sleeper chat, tag me at Sean T. Green. If it hits, I'll give you a SGP hoodie from the brand new merch store. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. All right. So we we figured out whether or not this was good. And now since we are a well, what's your show, vote? Is it good? That's an interesting question. I would say if it ultimately leads us to a 16 team playoff, which I see the path now much easier, I would say good. I would lean good. Even but if that side effect is that the maybe three teams a year that would might come from a mid major to be a, you know, long shot to win the national title now have 0% chance I mean, to win the I, top level uh, title. Again, I'm, I'm I'm totally fine with completely realigning everything yeah. and making it um, you know, say 40 teams, four conferences, however you want to say like South Power, North Power, and then like there's the SEC, whatever, however you want to break it out. 40 to 50 teams yeah. are competing for the championship. 16 teams get into the playoff. And then from uh and maybe like you know, the next 90 have their own uh spread, uh, you know, conferences spread out, and then those teams are also playing a 16 team playoff. I'm fine with two separate college football playoffs. That to me, that are both technically FBS, like why don't we go back to like division one, two, and three? I, I have a solution. Like you make FCS three. Make the non-power five division two, and then make everyone that's spending this ungodly money division one. You break the country up into quadrants. Okay. Oh, or I thought you meant oh, just for football purposes. Yeah, like you, you, you are. So maybe it's the Big Ten and the SEC. They sit down. Maybe there's some like you know the ACC and the Pac-12 over there too. And you sit down with these people, and you say, okay, okay, you're going to be the czar of the West. Uh, you're going to be the czar of the of of the Central uh, of the of the East and the South, or whatever we decide. Yeah. Uh, and so each one is filled up with maybe six, twelve teams. Let's just say sixteen teams. Okay, sixteen. Four times sixteen is sixty-four. Yeah. Right? So then, then you have you have sixteen teams in each region, and maybe each region has multiple levels. Yeah. Uh, perhaps there's no real way to jump levels, but maybe that's just how we're going to break stuff up. And then, so you, because I do think Colby's right. Like the one thing about college that is fun is that regional aspect of it. Yeah, I would and say that would be, and to Colby's point there, I would say that would be my biggest uh, beef with the current with UCLA and USC. So, but solve- going to Big Ten, I to me. It, it sucks if they don't also figure out some other teams that come with them in the Big Ten. Oregon, that are Washington, maybe the, the yeah. Like I, I don't know. Cal- like, I, I, it's also but, tough to judge this just because I don't think it's done yet. You know. So you have your 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 regions, and then I think I I think you're you're you just take the NFL model. You figure out a way. Say okay, of the sixteen like regional teams, you play seven. And then you 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 always are going to play two games against the East or rotate the other. So you're going to play teams from everywhere every year. This is it, your dream, though. This isn't reality, right? No, but I'm saying like yeah. what the reality is is why why wouldn't these commissioners of these fake conferences like do the conferences really matter at the football level? Is my point. Like, I mean, the SEC commissioner. It has an ego, man, and the big, well, no, the big no, he's Ten still, commissioner has an ego. So, they but, are no, not going to want. I mean, I I do think they'll. But you're missing. Something, so but. so the Big Ten commissioner becomes the commissioner of the of the North League and or or the East League or whatever, and the SEC commissioner becomes the commissioner of the South League, and, and like they're they're all they they maintain power positions within this ecosystem, but it allows them to then build this 
this league, right? Isn't that what they're trying to achieve? A pro league, you know, a league that you'd have to buy your way into. So yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I don't know that I think, I think they're just trying to do the best for themselves from a TV deal. I don't know that they've looked that far ahead. I mean, I think yes, slightly, but th- what this, this is right before a TV deal, dude, this was completely with that in well, mind and the reaction yeah. and, and you know, it's almost certainly like people are saying the reaction will be that football will just break off because the other sports can't afford to you know, Rutgers, maybe other sports don't have the budget to hop in the private jet and fly out to uh Yeah. To the Rose Bowl with uh, Greg Schiano and the boys. But I, I I mean I don't think it's a win. I think I think the sport needs it needs that. That's what makes college football that's this why was fans, always always gonna happen. Fans care because of that. They don't care because like I always say if you put like the top two teams and you play the game at a neutral site, I think those games suck. I I, I don't I don't think that the, I think the better games are the passion of college football. The bottom line is that at the end of the day, the second the players started getting paid, everyone could get as greedy as possible. And then everything was out there because now that kids are getting played, they got to squeeze bigger profits. The collectives have to find a way to get that money. And so everything becomes about money. So the first thing you're always going to do as a business is say, where can we be just with our current content strategy, like SGPN has these conversations all the time. How can we do more with what we have already? Oh, well, we can just enter California. We can just enter that. That's true. But right. yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I just say this as my last point. Sean here. Was, Sean be thinks be careful positive. what you wish for, because oh, I can remember go. how great <laughs> Arkansas was before they joined the sec. And now they're an afterthought. So well, watch out for like, I would think that the team that really would stand out there would be <laughs> Oklahoma. By jo- when they join the SEC, I, I mean, but but to the point, right? I think the number one thing that no one thinks about when they because the answer is you always say yes when the when the pretty girl invites you to the dance, but what no one thinks about is someone in this league has to lose eight games. Someone in this league has to lose nine games, and you lose the soul of the sport. You know what I mean? Losing the soul of the sport. I can't argue the soul conversation. The soul of the sport is betting on it, and that's why. <laughs> We are going to be. Uh, we still will bet on it. Though. Yes, well, I'm <laughs> not going to. Ref- Very true. <laughs> it's going to be football. We'll watch it. We'll bet on it. Um, we're going to be rolling out a conference, more uh, conference win total podcast. But we thought since UCLA and USC in the news, and we're not going to give out a podcast without giving you some picks. Why not get an <laughs> early look at uh, UCLA, the Bruins, and the USC? Win total as well. Break those down. And you got to, I mean, look, even though I don't like potentially, or I don't like this move happening, I hope I'm wrong. I love the fact <laughs> that now they just put a target on themselves. Oh, so yeah. all these games are going to be fantastic. Uh, it's much like with Texas when Kansas beat Texas last year, seeing all those fans <laughs> get heated, see the message boards light up with so all this cre- shit it talk. Some drama. It, yeah. So, so I, I mean, look, I put it like this I was leaning like for sure. On and over here, and I was like, "Oh, but now they have a gigantic fucking target on their back." I do think yeah. it could it it could affect. Uh, well, let, we'll just get to it here. Uh, these win totals brought to you by IPVanish.com/sgp. Go there, lock up your internet security, keep it safe. Again, highly recommend using a VPN. Great for a streaming stick. Uh, you can hide your location. Seventy percent off their yearly plan. I don't know. I don't know how these guys do it. IPVanish.com/s G. Hey, all right. What are we doing? UCLA first. Yeah, because I have a, I have the bet. I'm just going to lead off with the winner. We're, we're DTR Heisman 80 to one. Throw it down. Ooh, 
Throw Buying some of that Chip Kelly, Sam Bradford stock, Sean. Uh, he he almost wasn't the guy, but he is the guy. Uh, to your point, they might have a target on their back, but that means people might be watching a little closer. And this dude has been playing college football for a while. Yeah, yeah, woo, yeah. Well, and, and he's in a Chip Kelly offense. They can put up numbers, and it's in L.A. That I guess that hurts a little bit because of the West Coast bias, but this certainly will make. UCLA, a team that people well, are and, interested and in. This we were year. we were certainly high on UCLA last year. Um, maybe we were like a, a year early. I although to our credit, UCLA it was their uh, best year, the Chip Kelly era. I think by uh, you know by a long. Well, he's yes. finally yes. getting you yeah. know it's his guys and it's, it's and we're going into the fifth year for Chip Kelly. There was one COVID year there where they what played like four games. And he um, wanted, like, he wanted a better quarterback. Yeah. But then he was able to get, like, uh, he he's still. I mean, would you say you're you're still excited if you're a UCLA fan getting him back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I uh, yeah. I mean, are we talking DTR? Are we talking? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I mean, he was he's a very good quarterback. Yeah. So I mean, to to see that he's eighty to one. I mean, you look at the schedule, Colby. I'm sure you know the schedule back and forth, it, but it's bowling, actually one of ECU's easy. I mean, not ECU's UCLA's easiest yeah, schedules. Bowling Green, pretty Al- favorable Pac-12 schedule. Yeah, so too. Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama to open the season. Then you get at Colorado, catch Washington and Utah at home. At Oregon would be the one you circle. Stanford at home. At Arizona State, who knows what's going on there at that point. Arizona at home, SC you catch at home, and then at Cal. I don't think we project them to be very good this year. So I mean, yeah, let's Chip, let's, Chip let's Kelly. walk through. What's the what's their win total at? Uh, we got their win total at eight and a half. Uh, okay. and and that's where are the minus one ten for both sides of this. Let's let's yeah. walk through it. Bowling Green okay. at so home. First three that's non-conference: great. Bowling Green, Alabama State, South yeah. Alabama. A- absolutely that's pathetic non-conference Easy. schedule right there by UCLA. <laughs> right. Yeah. Next next block of three at Colorado, Washington at home, Utah. Yeah, at Washington home. and Utah are, are two teams that they could lose to. They they could absolutely lose yeah. to them. I'll go. I'll go. They'll split. I'll go two yeah. and one. I I got them yeah. five and one. Colorado's not very good though. I got them five and one out there for six Perfect. as well. At Oregon, that's Stanford at home. At Arizona State, that's two and one as well. Really, I got them one and two there. I got them losing at Oregon no. and at the desert. No, Arizona State's program could be in complete turmoil. It's point. hard to win in the desert, man. People don't. That's another thing. When people handicap the Pac-12, I think it's the hardest terrain-wise. One week you're playing on. In front of no one against Stanford, desert. then you're up in the mountains, then you're up in the the rain in Oregon, and then you're, you're really at is. the desert. You almost sound like. Uh, <laughs> All right, so um, I, I got him at uh, seven and two at this point. So you have him at six and three. Six and point. three, and Sean I think also has. Uh, uh, we'll say six. Yeah, and, uh, I'll no, go. So I'll go seven, seven and two. two. Yeah. So then we we closed it out with Arizona, USC, and at Cal. Even if I throw a loss in here, just to just to say fuck it, I'm still at nine and three. I'm nine still at three. over. Mm. And so yeah, the target on the back worry does it worry me a little bit? Yeah, but what are these pussy ass Pac-12 schools going to do about it? You <laughs> I know mean, I, to to Ryan's point, yeah, like where do you get that fourth loss? So I think in which game will 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 UCLA not have a quarterback edge? Uh, that would be. Well, my I, I don't know, man. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Stanford's got Tanner McKee, who's a projected first rounder. If, if you ask some people, um, uh, Jason just think- Delora just went to Arizona. 
Um, Washington's got Michael Penix coming from Indiana. Um, you get you have no, some good quarterback good play in this conference, though. Uh, dude, I'm on the under, and I feel pretty good about really? it. Really? Yeah. Woo! Another thing is uh, UCLA has some offensive line problems. Oh, uh, I'm concerned about depth just because they had Kelly, one good year. Maybe it did feel like they were they probably would have went nine and four last year. The Holiday Bowl uh, got canceled, so they they probably would have got that extra win. Who have they? Who have they lost? How are their uh, levels of seniors returning, Colby? Uh, well, I mean, last year was kind of their their more experienced year when it comes to that. <laughs> uh, bringing back Dorian Thompson Robinson was is because of super senior eligibility. Yeah, that's huge though for a quarterback position. True, we but, see but it. this like, conference. Look at Pitt. Look at Pitt. Dude, just it, happened. All these quarterbacks are are very experienced. I mean, okay, maybe Oregon with uh, Bo Nix. He's younger, but the other ones like. I mean, USC's bringing it. Got Caleb Williams, who's a, a five star. Uh, Cal's bringing in Jack Plummer from Purdue. Great uh, name, by the way. He's good, though. He's I, a very I mean, good quarterback. Yeah, I guess also some of this, I think, to oh, it's not di- directly correlated, except for that one game. But it, you know, how you feel about UCLA? They have eight starters returning on on as a whole out of out of twenty two possible starters. Mm-hmm. They have eight returning now. They br- bring in some transfers from Duke. I think Jake Bobo was one. Well, uh, I, I see why the juice is split because that them finding that fourth loss, I don't think's insane. Um, but I would go, I would go over. I think they're nine and three before they're eight and four. They have a good, I mean, they, they just had a lot of momentum and that super soft schedule to get them started. Uh, I think they're, I think UCLA is a, as a team, bit of a front runner. So I, yeah, I, I think they'll be all right. And I think they could win at Oregon. I mean, a lot of those are 50. They could also lose at home to Stanford. If anything, I think Stanford has a great record against them recently. That's true. Um, uh, that's what I'm saying. All these games are kind of, I just think seven and five, well, or and eight they don't and have to play. They, you know, uh, they don't have to play Utah on the road. I think that's always a tough spot. Don't have to go up to uh, Washington. I mean, bottom line is it's a, it's going to be a track meet, I think. And I, I, I mean, what, where, which teams are they playing early in this schedule that are going to keep up with them? So I do think they're gonna. I think they'll start out hot. I think they'll be yeah. four and zero, but I I think they'll go one and one with the Washington and Utah thing. And there's a solid chance they go zero and two there. I mean, the, if the head coach don't. of Washington was was coming over from Fresno State. Fresno State beat them in the Rose Bowl last year. If they run the table, run through, the table through, through the bye week. Oh, okay. okay. We're we're, ta- <laughs> we're talking about a Dorian Thompson Robinson Heisman ticket going for what, fifteen to one. We're selling that eighty to one at that point. <laughs> yeah. I'm going for two on. Is that not a crazy price so you, for a you gotta, seventh you, year, whatever he is? Six. You feel year? good about nine and three, though, huh? Uh, I would, I would take nine and three before I give give eight and four. Mm. Now, what about ten and two versus seven and five? I think it's highly unlikely that ten I, and two I actually feels... think they're going to be seven and five. Like, I think it's more likely. I actually think the most probable result is seven and five, really? maybe eight and four. I, th- I think having a super senior quarterback, that's going to do what what Chip Kelly wants to do. I, I and another thing is you got to remember that they, they don't really have a home field advantage. <laughs> so when when Utah plays, like Utah will travel, and it'll probably be like fifty fifty. It's true. <laughs> I was at a UCLA, home but I, game I think last they year. get they get that. I wasn't. They'll get. <laughs> we watched them beat <laughs> LSU in, in a in a building that LSU had dominated. That's so. a great point. <laughs> I mean, uh, and that was also probably the beginning to the end for Coach O. <laughs> yeah, but that you know, I look, I, I, 
I would rather be be bullish on uh, on Chip Kelly in his fifth year than uh, Lincoln Riley in his first. More importantly, what game are we going to go to this year? Ooh, let's look at the schedule. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I see a you Friday game, oh. Friday September thirtieth yes. against Washington. Oh, Friday night under the lights, Pac twelve after dark. Let's go. Sign me up. It does avoid youth soccer. That's you know, that was my main concern. Uh, well, assuming Colby can get past security. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. He's on the no fly I don't know, list. I don't know if the Big Ten knows this. That you can, apparently you can't be much of a UCLA fan. They they <laughs> kick you out of the stadium if you start cheering for your own team so much. Uh, I don't know how that will fare. You know, with, with Wisconsin fans. Call, call me. I think you could murder uh, like seven people at a Wisconsin call, call game, in, and everything's fine, Sean. In fairness. Just about everyone in the section was was seemed happy that you were. That's because you got you got it's because it's a wine and cheese crowd at UCLA. It's a bunch of but losers. You did, you did get a bunch applause. of losers either by birth or by choice. All right, you did get applause from both US uh, UCLA and LSU fans. That's how I know yeah, the UCLA were, fans were you guys. All right, no, we were not applauding. I trust me. I, if we could just, I mean, real, I wasn't upset. But I, was, <laughs> I wasn't applauding. If we could real quick. So UCLA's conference win total is at five and a half. Mm. This is an intriguing. They may they play nine conference. So let's think about this, right? Which do you like more? Five. I kind of like the under on five and a half because I think they could lose yeah, two. I love the under. I think they'll lose two conference and one non-conference, and that's how you get to nine and three, right? No, they play nine conference games. Yeah, and that a conference. So if they go under, they, then you're out because three three conference wins is all they play outside. They play nine in. Oh yeah, out. never mind. Uh, I think they lose two. So yeah, I guess then I would be on the under there. I mean, it's not. It's any, pretty much. You're just basically taking those first three thing. cupcake games. Will they lose one of those? Yeah. Or, I, or I get I you know. remove the variance of them losing a random game. I guess that's true. Because you know you would imagine they would be up for those uh, conference games. Maybe that's the same. All right, bet. let's uh, let's do USC. What's <laughs> what's their win total at uh, sitting at over at WinBet? I uh, get what USC is the win total is what I think nine and a half. Ooh. Now this has been moving though. This has been all. I feel like if you had checked it a month ago, I feel like it was different. Um, but uh, nine and a half, and once again the target. And this is the one that I really loved the over on before today. Really? Before today, I love the the overall. I mean, that. I I like this team. Obviously, you're bringing in Lincoln Riley, bunch of big name transfers, uh, including Mario Williams, Caleb Williams. So, but it, to me, it's just like teams like this. I don't know. I feel like it almost takes a year because the expectations skyrocketing through the roof. You can only mess up. Um, he certainly has a ton of talent. I know, like just looking at my early research, like Phil Steele's all over them to be the most improved and, you know, tons of stock up tons of returning seniors, but all right, let's, I mean, let's walk through the schedule. I think there's going to be some opportunities to lose at least they have at no least back to back away games though. You pack 12 was doing them a favor. They were finally starting to Klavikov came in and he was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Why are we giving <laughs> our best teams back to back away? Let's relax on that. So you want to walk something through something to note. Right. No, they have back to back away rice. Oh no. There's a buy in between yeah. rice. At Stanford, which by the way, I was trying to explain uh, to the little one that the Stanford's mascot was the Cardinal, not Cardinals. It's a tree. She, really, she thought it was pretty lame. Fresno State, that's something that's going to have to change with the new college football. Fresno State Bulldogs, 
Uh, three and zero, right? No, you want to. Stanford has Sleepy owned them spot. lately. I think Stanford has won what? Like I think I think like seven of the past. And what six I, of the past ten? And Fresno State, I feel like is kind of always scrappy. I don't. I oh, they're going to be really scrappy. On, I haven't done on. my Colby, research. Colby, Seventeen don't, returning Colby, starters. Don't, don't talk. So I want I want to impress you real quick. Our our buddy Tedford's over there, is he not? He's back. Woo! We yeah. like Fresno State over this and year. And he returned seventeen starters, and they have a Heisman <laughs> hopeful quarterback and Jake Hayner. So here's my thing: Why is Lincoln Riley the greatest thing since sliced bread? Um, I I I he took he over was at East Carolina. That's he, for me. He, t- he took over <laughs> a program that was being kept pretty well for a long time. True. He's a very innovating coach. You know, he's he's comes from the school of Mike Leach. Mike, you know, he was a GA at Texas Tech he, when he, Mike Leach was there. He got he scored a lot of points in the regular season and got some teams into the playoff. But he normally actually always had a loss or two more than you would think in the regular season. I was gonna say, would yeah. you say he ever outperformed he's, his, he's, his? He's never had more than two lost team though. But but has he ever really uh, outperformed what people expected? Maybe the first year. Maybe the first year. I think that he was Which, there. Anytime you're a first year coach, you're really coaching someone else's team. I mean, I think he's a, he's a very cutting point offensive is, mind. Do I? You know? Do we wonder? Do we wonder if this guy is going to be able to correct a program that has had serious issues for a long time? Systemic issues, clearly throughout the USC. I mean, the the college and the the uh, the, the football organization. And, and to see, does he like to drink? <laughs> well, and and to see a couple he was at ECU. Colby mentioned it, but these are a couple, you know, teams that you know. I don't think Fresno should should have a chance to upset them, but who knows? No, they, and, they will have. And a ch- Stanford, I mean, they're, they're good. To Colby's point, like that's a that's a sneaky road trip. I just don't. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm buying all the Lincoln Riley sauce. Um, as I start to look in this stuff, all right. At Oregon State, the Beavers dangerous. Another dangerous. Tough, another really tough road trip in the Pac-12. Arizona State at they'll, home. They'll beat Arizona State. Washington State. They'll beat Washington State. Go Cougs at home. Yep, and the, then they go to and then at Utah. That's a loss. Which uh, I feel right before the bye that. week. So Sean, what what's you what do you have for them right now? So Rice at Stanford, Fresno. Do we want to predict a upset? Two and one. I'll <sighs> say two and one. Yeah, I kind of think. And again, yeah, two and one. And I, then and then at Oregon State, be, uh, Arizona State, Washington State at Utah. That feels like three and one. That Oregon State trip is tough. I I wonder Oregon State and at Utah. Utah is always yeah. a tough. Place Utah to play. always smacks them at Rice. And Utah yeah. before the bye week, you could look ahead towards that. I, I'll I try. Could, let's see, let's see if I'm optimistic. I'll say three and one optimistically and see where I get to. So I'm at five and two. Uh, yes, me too. Three and one, five and two. All right, Arizona after the bye week yet at, at Arizona, Cal. At home, Colorado at home. Is that three and zero? Maybe Wilcox at Cal is a very good defensive coach. I think it's a, a little sneakier of a game than people realize. But I mean, Wilcox turned down Oregon. He he went to Oregon and he turned down Oregon to stay at Cal because he said he liked what his team had. I think he goes. I, th- I think they go three. I'll say three and zero. I'll be optimistic again. I'll so say three and zero too. Eight and two. Yeah. And then we got at US UCLA, Notre Dame to close out the season. I think I think that someone will get them there. I got them nine one and three. One. Yeah, nine and three feels right. I got them nine and three. The, and what was the that defensive side of the ball, it's nine and a half. Yeah, I got. Uh, I, you're right, nine and three. One of those could they'll they'll fall on. Well, especially Where? now with the target. 
Like uh, th- this is something that's interesting that you, you were talking about is like Oregon state's not probably going to get an invite. I would say I would bet the house that Oregon yeah. state would not be invited to the big 10. So I'm going, I'm going over UCLA. Cause I like the continuity of the quarterback, the program, everything. And then under on USC, I think they both go nine and three. And I want to bring up, I want to see what the juice. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah, it's minus minus one twenty five on the over uh, plus one Oh five on the under. I like getting the plus odds on that. Yeah. So, what, I mean, we're, we're saying we, so you, uh, USC does have more returning defensive starters, three and more returning offensive starters, eight versus UCLA. But I do agree. I, I guess think, continuity from a program yeah, I, sense more, less than players. Which, I think, you know, it's one thing when you're a pro team, you bring in a coach, whatever, even if losing tradition, whatever you still, it takes time, right? In college, I would, I would argue it takes more time and USC has been a, a, a shit show constantly t- talent flowing through this place. So I think this is where the test of Lincoln Riley, is he a good coach? He is a good coach. I think, I think they will be winning this year. I just don't think they will be, I don't think they will be 10 and two. This is a different pressure situation than he was dealing with in Oklahoma. In my I opinion. mean, there, there, all, there also is a scenario where, you know, he's never had this kind of defensive talent. He comes in, they hit the ground running and they just don't lose a game. Like, I think that's in the range of outcomes for them, but I, I would take mm. <laughs> the other side just cause I think something is going to go need wrong. To see that first before I'm USC needs to like the last time USC was that team was when Pete Carroll was, there. and even Carroll had to build it after a couple of years. It wasn't just he just walked into and it. And Pete Carroll's yeah. an elite motivator. I don't is Lincoln Riley an elite motivator? I would. I mean, he went to ECU, so he's yeah. Nerd. Um, he's uh, a, we know he's a little nerd. Well, I mean, look, uh, I will say this: you could make the case, you could make the case that there's not a flat out loss. Like uh, maybe the Utah. They're game. not beating Utah. Yeah, Utah. but I mean, they're they could beat UCLA and Notre Dame. And yeah, and I mean, right now if you yeah. if you took a look at the look ahead lines, I think they'd probably be favored in every one of those games. Maybe the Utah game. I think they'd be a yeah. dog. Yeah. I mean, they're lucky to miss Oregon, obviously. Yeah, that's huge for them. And Washington. All right, guys, that'll do it for the show. Make sure you have right rate and review and uh, take it to Apple podcast, take a screen grab of your review, send it in on the app SGPN contest, get that in there for your chance to win free gear every Monday, AKA Mon- merch Monday. Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast. Check out the college football experience, all 131 teams previewed with Colby Dant, AKA the Dant to base, Patty C and C Nick, the whole gang. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green, and he's Ryan. Sean, Chip Kelly's back in our lives. Kramer, let it ride.